Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Wrestle Culture. <clears throat> so I say thank you for the wrestling, the grabs we're watching. <laughs> Thanks for all the huge caps it's bringing. <laughs> Who can live without it? It makes me say, oh my God. <laughs> I love this part where the bloodline or elite, it's a plus. So I say thank you for the wrestling. For giving it to us. <coughs> I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture. Joined by Michael Avalon, Andy Murray from What Culture. To discuss all that goes on oh, in wrestling this bad, week. Your parody songs, when they hit, like Leave Me a Broken Puddle on the Floor. But bad singing or reaching for that, like, it's one of the things that makes me cringe. Like, I think I might have dislocated my shoulder towards the end of that. Uh, well, I Just, thought it was Thanksgiving, uh. so we could give thanks, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was yesterday, but still doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> anyway, before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT, but oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Murray. Um, Andy Murray, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? Yeah, although it was yesterday, but I'm still counting it because it works for the podcast. I'm um, a half day today. Yeah. <laughs> Very thankful for the half day. Um, I'm thankful for water and air and food and microphones and, <laughs> and, and chips and uh, wrestling wise what are you thankful oh for? okay there we go we're narrowing it down a bit i was just gonna list everything that, that keeps, <laughs> everything that keeps me alive uh wrestling wise uh, i'm thankful for kenny omega on this specific week uh, after what he specifically did this week uh <laughs> i am thankful for a steel for giving him the material mm-hmm. um i am thankful for uh jamie hater for being the champ it's pretty awesome the real yeah. champ not the fake champ the real champ I'm thankful for Sami Zayn because I got to give it a bit of balance. Good. You know, pretend I'm not biased and pay on the payroll. Uh, <laughs> no, legitimately thankful for Sami Zayn and that whole storyline. Uh, 
I don't know, man. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful for a lot of stuff. Mm. There's not there's not much stuff that I earnestly don't like these days, and I'm not grateful for. What, what wrestling things are you thankful for in 2022? What, the whole year? Just, yeah. Because my answer would be the whole year. I'm thankful that we're in November, and there's still a little bit of time left of 2022. It feels like between the Survivor Series final battle and Dead Lane, there's at least like a couple more things that wrestling's going to offer us. I'm thankful that we had one like this. It's We were due a year of such seismic events um, that weren't to do with, say, the formation of AEW or the big payoffs, the big first angles or the likes of the CM Punk thing. The re- This has been like the chaos that comes after all these new developments, <laughs> yes. all these new exciting moments. There is all, it's, it's like wrestling as a pattern. There's always chaos that follows. Um, so I'm very, very thankful for the fact that there's still a month and a bit left of this mm. year. I'll take a little bit more if 2022 has got any. I'm also thankful for, it's been seven days. I'm very thankful for the uh, precision uh, par excellence of the medical professionals at the William Brown Centre in Peter Lee <laughs> for <laughs> surgically entering my testicles and severing the vas deferens and be, me being here, <laughs> living to tell the tale and walking with ever so slightly less of a hobble seven days later. So I'm thankful to those legends. So in summary, you're thankful for? These nuts. Correct. <laughs> They're gone now. He's literally mentioned on every podcast. The less those balls function, the more I do. So, (laughs) like... Chopped them off and fed them to the pigeons. Absolutely. (sighs) Like, my future career is basically an effort in long-term storytelling from the day I got my balls cut. Wow. I'm thankful for, for a variety of different things. First and foremost, I'm thankful I don't have to write for (laughs) whatculture.com and just read your very... Talented words. We'll you see so about that in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you two and Sage and all the other guys who work for WhatCulture.com. I'm, I'm very thankful for that because, like you say, I can barely remember the madness that happened in October. <laughs> it's been a bonkers year. A couple of things I knew I was going to be thankful for at the start of this year. A couple of things I'm, I'm rather surprised I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. So, unsurprisingly, thankful for Sami Zayn because, like, mm-hmm. Sage is the best. Thankful for my best friend, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, new. AW champion. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> Two things I wasn't expecting to be thankful for in 2022. Logan Paul. Yep. And Dominic Mysterio. Yep. <laughs> Hard yes. Dominic Mysterio with one of the best bits of online content I think WWE's ever done. Popping over to see his his mum and dad to ruin their Thanksgiving. Hey, mommy, meet mommy. I... Wa- oh, my God. I watched this. Why did I come on this? <laughs> I watched this a few times. I watched this a few times this morning. Why did I come watching this? Like, I, wow, uh, is I, that possible for you? How does that work? Oh, it still happens. There's just no swimmers. Like, uh, <laughs> I believe anyway. I haven't started the scientific testing yet. It's a bit uh, tender down there. Sorry, pool's closed. Um, <laughs> yeah, just for now. But um, I like. I watched it this morning. Popped. Watched it again. For analytical purposes, because yeah, 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 I was writing yeah. the story up, and I thought I best just like break down the, like this into little chapter points, and like earnestly impressed with the level of thought that went into it. It is not just Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley going into Dominic's presumably childhood home and battering his dad with a broom and a framed <laughs> picture. It's so much more. They arrive at the door, and then he's like, "I'm so excited for you to meet my mother." And like Angie's like. Christ, what are you doing here? There's kids here. We're just trying to have a trying to have a turkey dinner, Dominic. Can you please just leave? But what's that camera in here? Why are you filming? So at this point, it's not an invisible camera. Yeah. So they've actually taken a camera to film this home invasion. Very, very judgment day, that. Well, yeah. I want to believe that was Damien Priest. 
Pulled him like you know when you know when Chandler and Joey and friends go to London and Joey is pissing Chandler off with one of those handy cams. Yeah, yeah. I think Damien Priest has got one of them. He takes it to clubs. He get he takes disposable cameras and gets them developed the next yes. day and gets away to see the pictures. He's that guy. Uh, yeah. So so now we know where there's a camera there. And then Angie, said, I don't want anything to do with this. So like, a bit rude. Mm. And then Ray is coming at the door, fixing his mask, because Angie's gone and said, you're not going to believe this, Dominic's here. <laughs> what? What? Get so my mask. Having to cover up his little, and like, this feels already very topical, this podcast, little, like, strange shriveled knob head, like, <laughs> and like, puts his mask on, and then he's like, he's still fixing it when they walk in, he's like, come on, Dominic, just go. And the way Rhea, uh, I don't think we are, pal, and pushes him over as she's pushing the door, is just, well, it's the judgment day in a nutshell, because it's surprisingly violent, but it's undeniably patterned. Yeah. Like, there's such a no element to this entire character at this point and Dominic Mysterio uh, leaning in as he has over the last sort of six or seven weeks to understanding that him being rubbish is core to all of this working is magic yeah we me and Cedric over the desks were discussing the prospect of Rey Mysterio like still not wanting to really hit him or fight him but returning at, like the Royal Rumble to eliminate him Throwing him out over the top for that. Yeah, I have to stop you winning. You need to learn a lesson mm. and that not being enough. After he's broken the record for Rumble eliminations, obviously. Ideally. Maybe the Judgment Day carrying for 15 eliminations. <laughs> the the heat at WrestleMania for this is going to be out the air. I sort of love the, the idea. A couple of things. Sidge pointed out a really good thing on the news this morning, Andy, which was Don Osirio is sort of performing a role of the the 16-year-old who's moved out and has just come back for Christmas and he's like 25. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Smoke a smell on you, right? Half a semester. And everyone can relate to rows over, let's just say, the festive period, right? Holidays. Yeah. But <laughs> nothing escalates something quicker than your father calling your new, I don't know what she's, mammy, a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Take that bitch with you. Oh, kick your ass here, actually. Um, there's a bit of me that I was like, I think Dominic might be justified now. Yeah, come on, Ray. What are you doing? <laughs> I just think in this week of Kenny Omega being at the centre of a little bit of taking shots. Bit of trolling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hard I shots. I think Dominic Mysterio using a broom and announcing himself as wrestling's new cleaner. This was the <laughs> week to do it, you know? Um, Andy, on the AW Dynamite review, I had a, mm. a, a 20 minute um, bit where I just popped out. You and I went to the shops for a bit and uh, I came back and these two were still arguing uh, about <laughs> the elites ah, versus CM That Punk. explains the tooth on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> what's, your, been on. what's your take on it all? Is he coming back to AEW? I did a vote on Twitter. I, oh, I should reveal the results really of that, shouldn't mm-hmm. I? But what did, you, what did you make of it all? It's the wrestling work of the year and no, he's absolutely not coming back. <laughs> In a million years, there's no chance. I don't think. Um, yeah, I, I was legitimately quite surprised, and th- this is the beauty of the situation because it's a good surprise. Because like things like this should inspire lots of different takes and interpretations. But I was really shocked when I went on social media after watching the show and people interpreted this as a sign that CM Punk was coming back because mm. they referenced him on TV, which is good because it makes you think about it in a different light. But. Uh, I think that CM Punk is far too uh, petty and spiteful a man. And look, I love CM Punk, and I love him because he's a very petty yeah. and spiteful man. Um, but to to, put, to let that water go under the bridge and go, okay, brother, let's make some money off this. I don't think he's got it in him. It's not on brand No, what we know, is it? He has never demonstrated that throughout any point of his career, I don't think, unless I'm forgetting something obvious. Um that this would be a thing. This is the guy who on his big WWE blow up, and obviously, right, his WWE situation was a lot more complex and and he was in a worse place uh, mentally and physically and everything really at the time of that departure. But that sent him out of the business for seven and a half years. Um, 
So I don't think there's a chance. It pains me because Cult of Personality hitting on Dynamite in three months is getting the biggest pop of the year. Oh my God. Um, it, even if it's like one of those weird shows where, where it's in one of these towns, like the tri-state area, we've been here <laughs> 17 times in a row, and it gets like two and a half thousand people. That will be a louder pop than Wrestle Kingdom, brother. Yeah. Oh yeah, they can't cheer. That's that's <laughs> why. That's a bad example. That's a bad example. Um, Austin going in Daly's place is louder than Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> there you go, boom. So... Um, yeah, uh, he's not coming back. It would be great if he did, but he's not coming back. I add the whole thing. It's the best. It's the best wrestling work of the year. The whole the whole thing from start to finish, from uh, the young bucks changing their bio to the trolling on being the elite yeah. with the chant and with the Colt Cabana shot right at the beginning mm. of it to Kenny Omega on show day, releasing an interview with Sports Illustrated where he literally says, guys, just get over it. Let it's, it go. It's not the elite in CM Punk. <laughs> Come on, forget about it. Let's just be wrestlers. Let's just wrestle. And then uh, six hours later, he's biting a guy's arm. Mm. It's perfect. It's brilliant. It's everything I love about pro wrestling. Well, I was one of those. I was one of those people who thought, "Oh, cool!" So CM Punk's coming back then. But one of my favorite <laughs> things about all this, aside from just being astonished watching Dynamite when they did this through the, because it, it wasn't just one thing. It wasn't just the the bite. Yeah. It wasn't just the you know the the thing they did on being the elite, the bookshot lariat, yeah. the GTS, the signaling for the all that oh, sort of stuff. Uh, the GTS was a tribute to Kenta. Oh, please, please. <laughs> yes, of course, please. But um, it was the that was what I was looking for earlier. Bad faith actors mm. on Twitter going, it's so unprofessional of the higher ups in AEW <laughs> doing this to CM Punk. I can't believe they do this. And I was like, I think I think WWE might have done worse. The th- the thing that got me was. There was lots of guys, not going to name any names, but I saw lots of people in prominent positions in the in the wrestling sphere. Let's say on on Twitter, the next day or on various platforms. The next day, going, hmm, didn't Kenny Omega just say to get over it? Now he's doing this on television. Yeah, congratulations, brother, you got worked. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. It, it to me, right. People took it so seriously. When the word unprofessional comes up, usually it's a sign you cannot take someone's take on it seriously because it's like why do you care you don't work there why do you care if it's unprofessional it's not your workplace um but so many people it's situations like this really illustrate that in the year of our uh who are we substituting for lord in this case because william regal's a bad man now Uh, in the year of our moxley (laughs) 2022 uh people really don't like being worked the so-called smarter wrestling fan quote-unquote who thinks they figured out everything and seen that they really don't like being worked and sometimes that's just as funny as the the, the work itself yeah bad news everyone uh, the vote concluded on my twitter and uh <laughs> 63% to 37% say no, CM Punk is is, is not coming back. We should, get, we should get that up as news now. <laughs> it's, it's official. Happy with that. Um, yeah, it, it's maybe wishful thinking, but how are you feeling a couple of days after this now, Hamlet? I still think the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are more obsessed with sucking each other off than anything else in wrestling. <laughs> like, I, I look, and CM Punk... What's the female listenership of this show? <laughs> all right, all right, sorry, all right, licking each other out. Like, the like, converse- oh, Punk is, like... Punk is petty and spiteful. Like, Murray's right. Like, you take oh. Punk, warts and all, mm. and he has loads of warts. But I I await them never doing any of this again so that Sidgwick's take about this being situational is 100% correct. Yeah. Because the second it's not, then Punk was right and they can't manage. Like, Murray's right. None of us should care about that, right? None of us should. However, <laughs> when you like one side more than the other, which you are absolutely permitted to do, mm-hmm. 
you're going to look at the points that both sides raise and then see which ones are validated and which ones are not, right? Punk was wholly unprofessional to behave as he did in the press conference. That was a nightmarish way to air your grievances. It's very on, it's very him, but we thought... It Don't eat on microphone, I completely agree. Exactly. Yeah. Like that, yeah. was, that, was, that was what I was leading Disgusting. with. Disgusting. Disgusting. But, disgust, they were one here. Like, however, <laughs> right? But, he, the, one of the points he was making was he felt, because of his old school ways, that they do things that would he would read as unprofessional, whether it be feeding the sheets, whether it would be popping yourself and your core audience through little jokes. And then they do it all. Like, over the space of about a week, they do all of those things. They've gone down like the punk... You know when we book something for SmackDown, then it appears mysteriously on the night? Mm. Check, 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 check. They've thought, can we crack that over three days? <laughs> Being the elite and dynamite. Check, check. Everything he said, bang, 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 right? Now, for all those people in the press conference that were like, punk, everything punk has done is 100% wrong, and everything in the elite is 100% right. This, this has serviced that. Yeah. But of course, we don't live in 100%. There's arguments to where... There's only one person who lives in absolutes. And that's Ricky Starks. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. there are no absolutes beyond, like, Ricky Starks. And as a result, like, he has, I believe, that every, all of his criticisms, underneath his bluster, there was some valid criticisms, and they've kind of, like, validated them all. Mm. But if it is just a one-week thing, they've nailed, like, Murray's right, they've absolutely nailed the crowd conduction for the night. The heat in Chicago, I was, like, really impressed with, like, the second they came out, I was really impressed with the decision to cut the music so that people, on Being the Elite, so people could hear the uh, FCM punk thing. Because mm-hmm. I don't really think week on week what happens on Being the Elite is going to affect people in buildings, typically. No. But yeah. Chicago's different. Chicago is as home to All Elite Wrestling as the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. It's a very unique place in AEW because it is CM Punk, but it is also them. So if there was going to be one building that would care what was happening on Being the Elite, it was that one. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they'd dialed up the CM Punk vitriol this was the week to do it because that response, we thought it was going to be mixed and mixed responses in wrestling, as we saw with John Cena, forever. Mm. You can tell people it's a good thing, but it's not really. Mm. It's supposed to be a morality play. They got them. Then they worked them into a fan reaction rather than a genuine heat thing, and everybody had a great time. So as a one-off, it was quite an inspired piece of business. But I wish the people with very, very, very thick, broad-minded takes weren't flying the flag that Murray describes because there's absolutely yeah. a conversation that we had about the elite kind of being assholes and stepping on their own dicks in the words of Punk yeah. himself mm-hmm. but those people are not equipped I'm not saying I am either but those people are not equipped to have it because like it is just it's it's a farce that you'd be like uh, somebody in a position of power in a wrestling position abusing their position mm, <laughs> you mentioned anyway. those guys Michael but I really think you should respect those people because I do <laughs> Um, that's all part of all the fallout from Full Gear, of course, Andy. Uh, it was the second match in the I acknowledge you. <laughs> best of seven series between uh, the uh, Elite and Death Triangle. Uh, elsewhere, of course, on Full Gear, we saw two champion, new champions crowned. Uh, well, more than two, actually, but the one or two I want to talk about here, Andy, <laughs> is the two new male and female uh, AEW world champions. Obviously, awful news that Thunder Rosa has had to just completely vacate the women's world title. And we wish her well in her recovery. But now Jamie Hayter, you alluded to earlier, is the new AEW women's world champion. <laughs> and MJF is the uh, world champion as well. Um, happy with those results? Happy how they uh, came about at full gear? <laughs> yeah, they went out there and they worked their asses off. Um, <laughs> What, what was the question? New champions in AEW. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, very, very happy. Uh, the Jimmy Hater situation's just good good 
pro wrestling booking. It's uh, recognizing when something is getting over and getting hot and and, and warming up and and just going with it there and then. Bang, bang, bang. Uh, whether it was planned in advance or whether it was a last minute pivot or whatever, it demonstrably worked. Mm-hmm. Um, crowning her just as her reactions are starting to peak. It's just good sense. Uh, Tony had a good restorative, is the word I've used to describe her title reign as interim, but now just women's world champion, uh, now that they've recognized her reign. Jamie Hayter is a great person to do it next, because she's like a minimum, like a top one wrestler in the division. So uh, that's great. The Brit storyline is already good. Brit's snatching the microphone away from her before mm-hmm. she can answer questions, going, wee, 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 and not <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. Got the pin in the tag. That story's going to rule. They're, I think they're going to blow it off in England, and it's going to be awesome. Oh, um, yes. Def, what, where else? What else uh, happened? MJF, uh, yeah, we, we, we were concerned, <laughs> I think, going into it. Of the, You know, there was, I sort of said, three possible outcomes. I think they picked the best one. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. A hundred percent. Like, Moxley winning would have been no... Um, why? MJF... <laughs> I've lost. I've totally derailed yeah, myself baby with this. Baby, baby face MJF wouldn't have worked, would no, it? No, no, absolutely not. Um, well, they, they've got a really difficult choice to make with this man. His crowd reactions are going to be really interesting. Um, I think that it's quite telling that the show on Wednesday, which had one of the best crowds of the year, started off with just heat on William Regal. CM Punk chants supposedly in the arena before they went on air and stuff. Uh, but when you mentioned MJF, immediately they all went, Oi! So that shows the extent to which he's over. Um, going babyface on the night, I'm not, I, I don't think would have been the right call. I think they did the right thing. They've got to try this as a heel act for sure because it's the path he's been treading. And it's what they sowed with the, the regal stuff throughout the feud. But they've got a tough task on their hands controlling his reactions from now. And uh, it's going to be interesting to follow. I'm not worried about it. It's going to be fun. Mm. Um Positioning Ricky Starks opposite him first, I think is quite, uh, to borrow a phrase from my esteemed colleague, deft. Um, Ricky is uh, fighting in Texas. It's his home turf. It's where he made his name on that Texan indie scene. And that's where winter is coming is. So you'd imagine he's going to get nice reactions. So that counteracts the other stuff of MGF. Ricky's also a great promo. MGF's not going to eat him alive on the microphone like he (laughs) did to poor poor Wheeler Utah the other month. Um, So that's quite good booking. Ricky as well is selling his balls off at the moment. Like he's doing such a great job defensively. <laughs> Held together by tape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds familiar, Michael. Yeah, I know what I feel like. <laughs> but hey, I've 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 kind of dribbled these answers out because I I I respect you. Um, but yeah, that's mm. yes. <laughs> they had you know big title changes on the pay per view. Hamlet, uh, obviously, as I mentioned, MJF new world champion, uh, Jamie Hay a new women's world champion. And Samoa Joe, new uh, TNT champion, right? Two out of three ain't bad, is it? <laughs> Look, all joking aside, right, I know this sounds boring, irrelevant, and inconsequential, but I was getting very concerned about the IP of the AW Championships before they cleaned all this sort of thing up. So I'm quite, <laughs> thanks to, well, I think it's a, like a valid concern. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a valid thing that people want to talk about and learn about. Yeah. The, I think like the interim nature of the title, that's what I mean, the interim <laughs> nature of the title and the mess with the punk and the MJ. <laughs> Moxley stuff, right? Nobody was taking those belts seriously. Mm. And people needed to be asking serious questions about those belts. And now they have, and now we're back to where we were. Like, the titles have been reset. We talked about this post-full-gear dynamite being a reset. Yeah. And, like, time to move on from the CM Punk thing until it becomes the subject of an entire match, the biggest on the show. Time to move on and move forward. <laughs> and that's what they've done. It's all, all right, we've, we've lost our train of thought. The train's going to have to trek a little bit here, but all, yeah. a bit of belt talk. 
Two, it feels nice again. As a wrestling fan, that like we, I think we all like things to be just so. Yeah. And for AEW, for a while, it wasn't. We have champions who are the actual champions. There's no questions being asked. There's no clouds hanging over any of the belts. The trios titles are being defended in the best of seven series. Uh, Joe has got both belts, but at least there's more of a reason for me on television than just, oh, yeah, another Ring of Honor person mm. is here, defend a belt that we don't really care that much about. I actually think if you look at all the titles, the whole picture is the cleanest it's been in ages. Mm. For like the bulk of 2022, it feels mm. like something's been up in the air. And right now, nothing is. So I can't remember the last time that's been the case. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Now, of course, it is Survivor Series War Games! This weekend, uh, Hamlet, you and I will be doing the live stream for it on yeah. Saturday night, so do join us for that one on our YouTube channel. Um, and there's, I've got mixed emotions, sort of nervous excitement about it. The card looks great. You've got five matches on there. You've got, you know, a lot of permutations with mm. the women's and the men's War Games matches. On the one hand, you could have potential huge surprises. Becky Lynch might be announced as the fifth member of Team Bel Air tonight on, on SmackDown. You could have the return of Sasha Banks to make it a real wicked pisser, wicked pisser in Boston. Boston. You know, Flair. You've talked Charlotte Flair. You've talked about as well on yeah. the SmackDown preview today. And there's all there's all these potential these huge surprises, and yet there's the nervousness for me of the end of Sami Uso potentially because he could lose them the match. Yeah. Um, and he, he may lose. If he's not the one pinned, he could be the one uh, that caught, that hits the move that causes a pin, for yeah. example. There are a number of ways in which Sammy, even if he's not entirely at fault, can be blamed for this and you can kickstart the next chapter. The cool thing about the blood, genuinely, the cool thing about the bloodline, and I will uh, I'll defend elements of Triple H's creative side whilst completely agreeing with the criticisms towards it. Something Triple H is not very good at as a booker, I don't think, is 
Um, he'll, I like WWE because a lot of the time, if I just think logically about something, Triple H's WWE will show me that thing. I'm like, oh, I thought that might happen, and it did. That's nice to see that play out. Tony Khan, on his best day, does you think he's going to do something, and then what he comes up with is even better, mm. and he's surprised by it, and it's that feeling of gleeful surprise that he didn't mm-hmm. see coming. That's the bloodline. So, like, a thing will happen in that angle where you thought it was about to go one way, and then they have something better lined up. The T-shirt week is the one that people lean on, but the uh, the week where they're all corpse in, the actual content of that, if you forget about the corpse in, was great too. Like this uh, podcast. A little bit. Right. A little bit. <laughs> Except people do listen to this expecting it to be great. So that's, yeah. that's, you know, like, but, the, like, those Bloodline segments are examples of you thinking it's going to be something, and then them actually having something better lined up. And that's why... Uh, as, as much as I think that, you know, they can fantasy book scenarios and it does feel like because of the time of the year, it's time to head into Sammy. For the, like we saw two weeks ago, Roman giving Sammy a look of, you suck, actually. You're the weak link. Like, yeah. It's about time I started listening to Jey Uso. Like that, we saw a bit of that. So you feel like you're heading into that. But you're also heading into holiday season and the idea of like bloodline Christmas sweaters. <laughs> like Sammy wanted to come around for Christmas around the like oh, there's all yeah. this Photos, yeah the like the, the last bits you mine before you head into Royal Rumble season when it is time to start getting to the nitty gritty because WrestleMania is upon us I think this is the period where you do a tease but not the out and out delivery so I do expect Sammy I do expect the line to lose I do expect Sammy to be an indirect or direct fault and I do expect Smackdown to be centered around Roman's response to the bloodline's defeat but we don't go to the violence just yet I don't think I think it's always that fear, isn't it, that makes it so beautiful. I'm just like, oh, no, not now. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. So um, you want it, but then you're confronted with it, yeah. and it's the last thing you want to actually happen. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about um, Survivor Series, Andy, in terms of who do you think the fifth member of Team Bel Air is going to mm. be? And in terms of big surprises, you know, Sasha Banks, Gangrel, Naomi. Gangrel. Gangrel. <laughs> Gangrel. Takers backstage. Gangrel. Michelle McCool. She's there, too. Uh, yeah, she... Uh, I'm glad brand warfare is not a thing anymore, oh obviously. Word, yeah. um, some of just the most illogical <laughs> nonsense you had to endure every single year. We've, we've got a draft. Oh, by the way, two weeks later, you're representing your new, put your T-shirt on. I love, I've always loved SmackDown. I've been here for two weeks. It's in my blood. Give me that belt. It's red. Yeah. yeah. It's all, it's all, it, it was always so contrived. So it, that's kind of a nice way to summarize uh, the kind of logic in the way Triple H does things. Uh, for the most part, is that he got rid of the most illogical thing on the calendar, mm. and he's replaced it with War Games amidst reports that he doesn't want to do a Hell in a Cell as a pay per view because it should be special and not a date on the calendar. <laughs> yeah. So there's the kind of there's the conf- the conflict of it, right? Uh, the trade offer, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, ah, no, we got to save that stipulation, but this one, yeah, um, he needs a B roll, doesn't he? because everybody yes. from the other World Games is left at this. Like, there's loads of Adam yes. Cole, and they can't use him. So Alex. it's like yeah. exactly. So and that's why Ricochet jumped off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm obviously. Joking. Joking. Um, but yeah, it's a, it is a valid point at the same time. Uh, yeah, I mean, the show looks good. I mean, the, that Bloodline match is going to be sensational. It's going to be one of the best WWE matches of the year. There's so much meat to sink your teeth into with that. Um, I mean, from a sheer action standpoint, Kevin Owens is going to murder his back. He always does that <laughs> anyway. Um, but everyone's going to work hard. Like, I mean, the brawling brutes have been... But I, I bang her after bang. I'm not doing it in the accents mm. or whatever, but it, it's literally true. They do it every single week. And all the story-rich stuff with Sammy. I think it's too early to to pull the trigger on violence on poor Samuel. I think that uh, that's a long-term storyline. That's a WrestleMania storyline. Him and Kevin defroning the Usos at Mania would be pretty awesome. And I think that's the route they should go down. Um, And they should take the time with it. For me, this storyline is 100%... 
the acid test for Triple H is a long-term storyteller because he's not been in the job long enough yet to have told a long-term story. And if this follows all the way through to WrestleMania or whenever and the payoff is great, that's a big plus in his book. And it'll be awesome and it'll be fun to analyze. Uh, Becky Lynch is the surprise entrant, I think. Uh, just the boring answer this week's reporting points towards that mm-hmm. and, you know if she's going to be there that's probably quite a good sign um, it's cool that they're revealing it on Smackdown because that'll pop a nice little rating theoretically mm-hmm. and then you'll be excited when you see who it is and you'll tune into the premium live event to, to watch them in action Becky's also really cool as well because I'd kind of forgotten her of her as a prospect I'd mentally decided that she was going to be out into like the rumble or Same, something yeah. So it's nice and pleasant, but there's not really many bad options unless they go, ah, yes, uh, what's Alundra Blaze up to? <laughs> get, get her in. No disrespect to Alundra Blaze, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the, the realistic options are all good, so I'm quite happy. Yes. Sasha coming back? Mm, Mercedes Monet coming well, back. I, well, this is what I said. I said to, to Hamflot on the, on the SmackDown preview, the new way to throw the fans off the scent isn't like post a photo on Twitter where you're in the other side of the country or whatever. It's just start registering trademarks. Yeah, I'm going to register a trademark tomorrow, like yeah. <laughs> just to throw people off the scent. Andy BBC Murray, <laughs> yeah, going to work for the British Broadcasting Corporation. <laughs> I think the thing about this, like these surprise reveals as well, you need um, WWE aren't so good. Remember the Royal Rumble? How like so many themes, try not to. So many themes are unrecognisable now and bland and flavourless. Like often these reveals hinge on that first pop off the first sting of the theme music. So I think tonight on SmackDown, when the four baby faces are out there and they're saying, I think you know the girl, and we all obviously love that famous sting. And Lana does make her return. Yeah, like just, table. Yeah, this, uh, yeah, she goes straight through the table, and that's when Becky Lynch is. War Games Under Siege. <laughs> comes out of the stage, comes out of the stage, waves, and just jumps off the stage of a table as like the, the preamble for Becky Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh, yes can't wait for uh, some actual small games this weekend do join myself and Hamlet for our live stream reactions to it on Saturday night or well, more likely Sunday morning if you're here in the UK what about the IP man I can't believe you mentioned the IP <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that. I can't believe I'm like, I miss those Saudi shows because of their reasonable start times (laughs) for us here in the UK. Uh, But yeah, do join us for that and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling to hear our review in the small hours of Sunday morning on all this show. But enough of all that. It's now time for a bloody good quiz. And this week's bloody good quiz is brought to you by Colin. I asked you this earlier, boys, and I've forgotten how it pronounced it. Murtog? Murtar, we think. Or Murtar. Colin. 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 Um, if you want your name associated with a hashtag bloody good quiz, of course, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review on there. Or if you just want to send me something, you can uh, five-star us on Spotify. Send us the proof, obviously. Um, and then just email me something, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. But as I said, this week's uh, f- bloody good quiz is brought to you by Colin Murtar. Who writes, uh, just after lockdown, I lost my job. I found a new one at the other end of the country, miles away from my wife and family. Living in a shared house with only YouTube for company, I rediscovered wrestling. I'd stopped following WWE about 10 years ago, but this new AEW looked interesting. That led to the discovery of what culture wrestling. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that it saved my sanity at a rough time. Uh, There's something special about the entire range they offer. You want what's going on? You've got the news, which as well as being informative, feels more like a couple of mates swapping gossip. What it it may lack in professionalism... (laughs) 
I'll take that one on, Andy. That's I think that's get, more me. You can get rid of the me. Uh, it more than makes up for in its warmth and humour. Uh, you want more in-depth? You've got the roundtables with actual experts giving incisive, intelligent commentary. You want reviews? You've got them for all the main shows. I have to mention Simon Miller and Ups and Downs too, quite possibly the most upbeat person I've ever come across. He can always find the silver lining. I do wonder if he knows how much he influences people. Finally, if you want sheer chaos... There's wrestle culture. <laughs> Allegedly a review of the week with a quiz at the end. It feels more like an excuse for a good time. Uh, it's impossible to listen to uh, without a smile on your face. Do wish they would film it, though. Maybe Ooh, one day. You, yeah. don't, you don't need to see that, man. <laughs> uh, even though things have picked up, I still got my daily dose of wrestling from them. They kept me sane. They kept me informed. They kept me amused. This is podcasting done Right. Thank you so Thanks, much. Colin. That's Very one of nice the nicest, most complimentary, most flattering things anyone could ever possibly to send. Yeah. My kids watch a yeah. stupid YouTube channel called Colin Amazing, where they do tricks and stuff. I'm going to think of this guy, Colin, when I watch this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's Colin Amazing. Lovely. Thank you, Colin. Uh, so, yes. Uh, what a great guy. It's hmm. a quiz all about... Not necessarily Thanksgiving, but things we are thankful for. I perhaps. can see your screen, brother. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> thankful for the answers. I'm thankful for Murray being honest. Yeah, the hash stands for honesty. That was good. Hey, I'm not a competitive guy. I'm not uh, a competitive guy. But use your rules with the hashtag bloody good quiz. Multiple uh, choice, 10 questions. Shout your name. Wait for me to come to you. Um, your buzzers this week are going to have to be you doing an impression of a turkey. Go on, pop one. Gobble, gobble. Baby. Go on, go on, go full hell. I don't think I've got do the <laughs> James Heppel, yeah, what culture is it? Yeah. He's very talented. Willie, pop on. Have you noticed on the World Cup covers <laughs> this week, like BBC especially, are obsessed with super, super, super slow motion replays. Mm -hmm. So a player will get up off a foul or something and just shake it off a little bit and they'll just shake the face. But it's slowed down, so you've seen their yeah. lips going in adorable oh, slow motion. Why? Who's that for? Pervs. Yeah. There's lip, there's lip guys in the truck. <laughs> in our YouTube comments in the five-star review review. Uh, right. So, yes, ten questions. Uh, shout out your name. Wait for me to come to you. Oh, sh no, shout out your name. Pop a gob. Pop a gobble. Pop a gobble. Pop a gobble. Pop a gobble. <laughs> Wait for me to come to you. And remember, most importantly, it's just for fun. <laughs> Snorts. Pop a snort. Okay. <laughs> Here, rip a bit. Uh, question number one. We're taking you all the way back to 1989. When you were a young man. <laughs> uh, it was in his did, early 40s. They did a, they did a video with uh, the stars of WWF at the time saying what they're thankful for in 1989's Thanksgiving. But what was Rowdy Roddy Piper thankful Gobble, gobble. That's not a gobble. Uh, you want to do the options, don't you? I mean, I was going to, but then I remembered you're here. Can I give you the answer and then you can give you the options? Does that kill the joke? I mean, it's funny if he gets it wrong as well, Andy. So Okay. Because I ain't Ricky Rude. Well, let's find out, shall we? I'm thankful because I ain't Ricky Rude. He <laughs> <laughs> just turned around like, give it a look, and then it's off. He's straight <laughs> after Rick Rude, basically. Um, no more questions about that, but would you, Andy Murray, would you like to hear what the ultimate warrior was thankful for in 1989? <laughs> uh, obviously. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, no, 89 Warrior, that's before his uh, brain got scrambled. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> here we go. Thanks for giving every day, but especially this day, as the Warriors give me the intensity to deliver the power at Survivor Series, it is going to be a war! <laughs> <laughs> Nice At relaxing least. time over the holiday <laughs> period there. I mean, you play an audio clip of the Ultimate Warrior, it could be a lot worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Okay, question number two. Which wrestler 
were whatculture.com most thankful for in 2020? I wrote that, so I should know. Yes. I mean, is it Bailey and Sasha Banks, John Moxley, The Undertaker, or Daniel Bryan? John Moxley. No, do you? Oh, I think I put him on the wrestler of the year at number one that year. They're all they're Sounds all on the list. Surprising. They're all as part of the people we're most thankful for in 2020. But it wasn't Moxley at number one. Was it Bailey and Sasha Banks, Taker, or Daniel Bryan? Taker? Well, I was gonna say the three for me were Moxley, Bailey, and Sasha, so I'll just say Bailey and Sasha. No, dear, that's wrong. It was the Undertaker. <laughs> Wow, Red. I wonder what my justification for writing that was. He's gone! I think, I think that was basically it. You were like, bye, don't let the door See ya, see ya later. Oh, boy. Uh, a terrible, terrible year, but at least The Undertaker retired. That's, that was the rationale. I love that. He retired around holograms, man. That's, yeah. That's and, the midi. and the midi. Yeah. yeah. Awful. And people were like, oh, it's so emotional. That. 20 guys like, in the ring. Right, cough. That's one, uh, of, yeah. that's one of the shots, isn't it? That people people put around going, ah, I remember the Funded Home was really good, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nope. Awful, because I do. Uh, question three. What was Braun <laughs> Strowman excited for this Thanksgiving? Is it working the marks, making his turkey floppy floppy? No. Getting these hands on some sweet yams, or choo choo choosing which football game to watch? Shovel gobble. <laughs> it's so you, but I'm going to go hands for yams. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I'd have bought that out of you all day long, otherwise. Surprised he wasn't alienating half his roster. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, uh, Survivor Series. Is normally the sort of it's the Thanksgiving tradition, of course, of the WWE, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And we have had some great debuts, of course, at Survivor Series. But who did Kurt Angle debut against at Survivor Series 1999? Gobble gobble. <laughs> I wasn't alive then. How are you asking <laughs> these questions? Again, shout out to those um, at William Brown and Peter Lee for their hard work because it was meat. Sean Spadia. Yay! There you go. <laughs> That's horrendous. I'm Uh, never coming on this again. Who else was in the option? I I hate this because I I just forget that I'm in a quiz. I'm not in a quiz for answering questions. I'm supposed to (laughs) listen. You've like gone to the trouble. You don't like, right, guys, I'm just going to write a quiz. You don't think I need to write 10 questions. I need to write 10 questions with three punchlines. Sorry. This one, no, this one was I was just going to use his his immediate first opponents in WWF as it was. So it was going to be Godfather, Sean Stasiak, Val Venus, or D'Lo Brown, who he just. You just ran through on those subsequent roars, didn't they? They're all like cock adjacent, aren't they? Yeah. Like, Kurt Angle was on a one man crusade to destroy penis based wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, take your minds back to the uh, 2018 Thanksgiving feast fight. Remember that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but I want you to tell me which weapon, Thanksgiving based, of course, oh, won the boy. New Day the match? Was it mashed potatoes, <laughs> an apple pie, turkey, or mac and cheese? Who were they wrestling? Was it the Good Brothers by it any was, chance? Uh, I, I might have been Debar. Debar. Because I know that uh, they did one of these Seamus, wacky, Seamus wacky, lost. wacky things. I think theirs yeah. was the maybe like a Halloween thing. Yeah, because every time there's one of these food fights, it seems to be Anderson and Gallows <laughs> yeah, yeah. wearing a turkey on their head. Gallows is probably scooping it into his bag to take <laughs> Yeah. Gotta say that, Kazash, brother. Is that your, is that your guess, Di? No. Oh. Uh, I, no, I didn't even gobble, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Not, I'm not in the game. 
Mm. Uh, mashed potatoes, apple pie, turkey, or mac and cheese? Turkey. Why not? Yay. Hey, yeah. It's what's Punch. for dinner. Yeah. Seamus have it on his head. I think he used it as a boxing glove. Ah, right. One right up his ass. Well, that's disappointing. I would have liked to have seen Seamus put his head up a turkey's ass. Lobster head in a turkey ass. <laughs> so yeah. that's 3-1 at the halfway point, I believe. Uh, take yourself back now to 20, uh, 2013's food eating I wasn't born then either. And then you tell me who Titus O'Neill beat in the 2013 food eating contest. Was it the great Carly, Brodus Clay, Mark Henry, or Ryback? Oh, wow. You can't get the rub on Ryback in an eating contest. That's his whole thing. And being really dumb. Um, mm, pop a gob. You, you do it first. I'm going to gobble gobble on Ryback. No, dear, that's wrong. Yeah, that would be a burial, man. I thought he'd, like, pass out and you could have... Who won it, Titus? Titus. Titus screaming, well, feed me more while Ryback lays there. Out-eating out-eating Ryback. It's like bleeding more than John Moxley. You can't can't do that. Uh, (laughs) What were the other ones? Callisto? No, Great Carly. (laughs) (laughs) The Great Callisto. No, the Great Carly, Brodus Clay, or Mark Henry. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, Why apply logic to this, Andy? Uh, The Great Carly. Yeah. Hey, there we go. He fell asleep. Wow. That's the story. I love how by 2013 it was very, very PG. So in the 90s it would have been like, there's going to be an eating contest, but it ain't food. (laughs) Whereas like they have to specify, it's a food eating contest, it's nothing but cake. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm continuing on this. It was a, you know, LTST storyline, long term storytelling. Titus O'Neill wins the uh, the food eating contest, and then he has only got himself a bloody match, hasn't no, he? Bloody hell! And he gets put into the Cesaro swing, and then what is he subsequently sick into? Is it JBL's hat, Big Show's bag, or gearing, Santino Morella's drink, or is it that he was sick? <laughs> this Thing works <laughs> into the gobbledygookers. Egg! <laughs> gobble, gobble. Was it uh, Jable's hat? Jable. Chad Jable. So good seeing back on, on telly. Missed In him. opposite one. <laughs> <laughs> right, what's that? I don't know. Four, two. Four, two. Right. Three questions to left. <laughs> Sad one tonight, lads. <laughs> Who did CM Punk wrestle? Last Thanksgiving on AEW TV. Was it Lee Moriarty, QT Marshall, Matt Seidel, or Daniel Garcia? Oh, boy. I cannot remember. Was last Thanksgiving, was that Colt Cabana versus Brian Danielson? Correct. It was. Which is, Punk wouldn't know because he doesn't care where Scott Colton works, (laughs) where he eats, or where he sleeps. Mm. So he had no idea. I mean, you wouldn't know... Um, if you know any females were wrestling on that show, because you don't know me, <laughs> you know me. Rainy Shafir, I'm not sure if she wrestled on that show. Gobble gobble, Lee Moriarty. No, ah, watching you hover over that button there. <laughs> cutie, cutie, Marsh out. Yeah, there you go. What's cutie? So cute. Have you ever noticed that about him? He's really cute. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> cute. Yeah, well, I, I shouldn't be on this. I'm not funny. Four, <laughs> four, three. The only thing I knew who it wasn't. Never been a barrier for entry, that is, <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> the only thing I knew it wasn't was uh, Bobby Fish. 
Because we all know that was at the original Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> when he faced George Hackenschmidt. <laughs> I love that joke. Bobby Fish versus the Pilgrims. Folks, where is the lie? Where is the lie? You know, they, 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 uh, they'll actually use an oven in the household, the fish household these days. It's just all the heat that's on Bobby Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Cooks the turkey. <laughs> Kill me now. Final couple of questions. Do you know what I used to acknowledge Bobby Fish? Fish fingers. <laughs> Right. They weren't invented when he was born, like. Uh, like a 90s creation. Imagine if he started doing that. Hey, guys, throw up your fish fingers. <laughs> and he just refuses to acknowledge Roman Reigns. Michael, uh, he's actually uh, Bobby Fish. Is, uh, <laughs> you heard about his new job now that he's kind of finished with Impact. He's a uh, body double for Michelangelo's David. Do you know how he uh, starts a fire? Fish sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I might do it. I might do a would I lie to you called folks, where's the lie? <laughs> That's a great, yeah. He's actually on the next episode of the Antiques Roadshow, but he's not a contestant. <laughs> <laughs> right, question nine. Andy, if you get this, it's all, I believe it's all squared up. Sounds right. Uh, should have really he's made it for down. Drake Wirtz, so we can take the piss. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'll, t- I'll take, I'll take you're like, it. You're like, hey, Bobby, get in the sea. And he's like, I'm already there, I'm a fish. <laughs> Um, uh, there's lots of prehistoric creatures in the sea already, isn't there? When you go down the dark bit where you, no one can see, you know, the really deep area. Like the light. Uh, there's like dinosaurs in there. <laughs> Bobby Fish is so hard, he survived the meteor that killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> he was the meteor that killed <laughs> He's got the most educated asteroid in pro wrestling. <laughs> what, what came first at Thanksgiving? The chicken or the egg? It was actually Bobby Fish. <laughs> <laughs> he predates Jesus. <laughs> On in the course of this, from Bobby Fish wrestling George Hackenspit in the early 90s to literally the beginning of time. Yeah. Quality. It's, 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 I love it. Uh, question nine, to square all this up, Andy. I in, don't want to. In the, in the 2009, 2009 Divas Halloween Costume Contest, what did Layla come as? Okay. Actually, it was a Thanksgiving one, I think, rather than Halloween. I don't know I've written Halloween there. Um... Was it a Native American, Michael Jackson, a ninja, or a matador? <laughs> gobble, gobble. Can't go with Michael Jackson. 2009? Yeah. Yay! Is that the year he died? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. I was, on, I was on holiday. I don't, she, I don't think she won either. <laughs> Very harsh. Wow. Oh, boy. Uh, which, oh means, boy. which means this one's just for fun, which is good, because I was hoping things weren't going to be riding on this. Okay. Because I want you to tell me, final question. <laughs> which of these Thanksgiving-themed comments was posted on Twitter, thirsting over Mandy Rose? Oh, no. <clears throat> Once again, these do not reflect my views myself, the Daddy Boys, Andy Murray, anyone at What Culture Wrestling. And I'm simply reflecting... The internet and why twi- maybe Twitter disappearing isn't such a bad thing. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, I want to stuff that turkey. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was option. Hang on. Wait a second. Freeze frame. Uh, one of these is real. Yeah. So, so three of them, f- just from your brain. No. Because uh, how does this reflect on you? I was searching uh, thanks- Thanksgiving stuff on Twitter, and I trust me, I was not, it wasn't difficult. To, it was not like. <laughs> there was obvious inspiration there for us. Yeah, yeah, okay. He actually got one of our co-workers to write them. You might have seen him going around the great Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Sometimes he's lying down. Option A was. Cutting you off. Oh, I want to stuff that turkey. Uh, option B. 
Oh, that ass looks like Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> uh, option C. Don't you worry, I've got my own homemade sauce for you, Mandy. Uh, or, or option D. Oh, I wish I was that mashed potato. <laughs> Anyone wanted to be a food, that's what I was waiting for. There's a story history on the five-star review review, Andy, of... Shoot YouTube comments where people were saying that they'd wish they were things that were near a WWE woman. divas. Yeah, uh, okay. I'd give anything the, to be the button on that shirt. Oh, I want to be a fish, <laughs> not Bobby Fish. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'd like run through him again. Do you feel? I feel like you should, I should probably. I run refuse again. to participate. <laughs> oh, I want to stuff that turkey. Oh, that ass looks like Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, I've got my own homemade sauce for you, Mandy. Oh, oh I wish I was that mashed potato. Gobble, gobble. I wish it was the mashed potato one. I have a feeling it's going to be the ass being Thanksgiving dinner. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> you do enough of those five-star review reviews. You start to learn the way they think. That ass looks like Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. These people exist. They're real, man. They're, They're real. out there. Uh, oh, boy. Well, there we have it. Um, I'm less thankful than I was at the start of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going. I'm, I'm really upset. <laughs> <laughs> really ruined your day. That thanks once again. Apologies for the lovely comment by Colin and now associated <laughs> yeah. with that quiz. Remember that. <laughs> but congratulations to Michael Hamlet, the winner of this week's quiz. Let us know how you got on and what you had for Thanksgiving dinner on Twitter. How <laughs> <laughs> what culture? <laughs> Have any ass? WWE. Uh, watch they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. You can follow Andy Murray at uh, Andy H. Murray. The H stands up for uh, how about you don't. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. Uh, make sure you do join myself and Hamlet tomorrow evening uh, or mo- Sunday morning, probably for us, uh, for our Survivor Series War Games live stream reactions on What Culture's YouTube channel. And if you want a bit of an extended preview uh, for Survivor Series War Games, myself and Michael Hamlet recorded that yesterday. What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from. But for now, this has been Wrestle Culture. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thanks to Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you soon. Wrestle Culture is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Bobby gobble, fish. gobble. <laughs> <laughs> gobble fish. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 